Welcome to Political <laughs> Beatdown. I'm Ben Micellis, joined by our co-host, Michael Cohen. I have so many topics that I want to discuss with you because during our last show, we still did not have the verdict in the New York Attorney General civil fraud case. You and I did a hot take reaction together on it, but I want to get your take on that right now. Where do things stand right now? Then I want to go and talk about Donald's Donald Trump's trip to uh, Philadelphia, where he sold those uh, $399 pair of ugly fascist clown shoes, those uh, January 6th Force Ones or whatever they are. No, no, they were called, the, they're called hair felons. Hair felons. When you actually look at the disclaimer, they actually haven't been made yet. And in the disclaimer, it says they actually don't need to be made either. It's the address of it's connected to like this shady parking lot in Cheyenne, Wyoming. And, and everything the guy does has some scammy elements uh, to it as you know, well. He doesn't even have to, Ben, he doesn't even have to send them a pair of sneakers and they cannot get their money back. I mean, that's the greatest grift I have seen Trump do, even more so than those stupid plastic Trump cards that are don't even have his name spelled right. You know, it's the media amazing. still, you know, and, you know, Trump goes to Philadelphia. We'll talk about this a little more, though. But, you know, he gets booed um, while he's there. And, and then you have that, you know, strange disclaimer language. By all accounts, this was like a humiliating thing. But then what does the media run with? The Trump shoes sell out according to the website that's selling the shoes. Really, like you you believe the website? You know, this is a guy who lies about everything, yet the media's instinct is just to like report what Trump is saying and make that the headline. Anyway, we'll we'll talk about that. And we got a lot of other topics to discuss as well. MAGA Mike Johnson, Donald Trump's coffee boy, takes the trip to Florida, shuts down the House of Representatives right now. They're taking a two-week break after MAGA Mike killed the border bill, killed funding to Ukraine, and he's now spending time hanging out with Donald Trump, doing that thumbs-up photo. By the way, in that photo, you see how small Donald Trump's hands are. You know, MAGA Mike's a short guy, but if you look at their hands together, MAGA Mike's hands look like like gigantic right there compared to Trump. We'll show you those in a bit. But Cohen, let me get your reaction, though. First time here on Political Beatdown to the verdict. So, look, the verdict uh, by Judge Ngoron is exactly what we have been talking about here on political beatdown. You'll, if you can go back to all the old episodes, and one of the things that you have consistently heard me say is that when Tish James was looking for the 275 million, I said, no, 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 it's gonna be substantially greater. I thought it would be at least 600 million. Okay, closer at the 554 million that as uh you know that he ultimately owes versus the 275 then it became 379 got the 379 plus the interest of another 100 million dollars you know it's a ton of money it is a legitimate amount of money uh i think that i don't know how trump is going to end up filing the appeal they clearly do not have cash on hand in order to post this bond like they did the uh, $5.3 million for the first E. Jean Carroll verdict 
there's no way in the world he's posting, uh, you know, $500 million. He just doesn't have it. I also said that I think that that makes him susceptible to foreign influence, whether it would be Vladimir Putin, Kim Jong-un, Mohammed bin Salman, Xi Jinping, uh, Viktor Orban. It makes him susceptible to foreign influence. No way he's going to be able to post that. But at the same time, Ben, something you and I have also spoken about here with our brigaders on political beatdown. He was unable to secure the $5.3 million bond um, with a bonding company. So highly doubtful he's going to be able to secure $500 million. I'm not even sure there's a bonding company out there that has the capability or the credit line to do such a deal. I'm not sure what happens in another 27 days, give or take, because the judge gave him 30 days within which to file the appeal. I think Trump is dead in the water on this. I also just want to jump into one more aspect of this, something that I have watched the press talk about, you know, Donald Trump's now standing on the Forbes list, claiming that he has $2 billion, that that's his net worth. I think that number is grossly inflated. And let me explain to you why. We're not talking about he's worth clean $2 billion. He may have with assets equity of $2 billion. Oh, I shouldn't even say equity. He has assets uh, grossing $2 billion. But at the end of the day, if those assets get sold, there's nothing left at all. And let me break it down for you how I come up with this, this theory. So let's say hypothetically he has $2 billion between the real estate, between um, cash on hand, between whatever the numbers might be. Again, one of the examples that I use is the 40 Wall Street property. Let's say that property is worth $300 million. Let's even get crazy and say $400 million. Okay. His basis in that property is $1 million. Inconsequential when you sell an asset for $400 million. So on that $400 million, he has $399 million worth of liability, meaning taxable consequence, capital gains tax, et cetera. He also has something no one's talking about. He has depreciation, he has recapture. All of that has to get factored in. Not to mention it is a New York City property. Therefore, you're going to pay city and state, forgetting about the transfer taxes, which are enormous by themselves. He's probably gonna be looking at around 50% of that purchase price of the capital gain as his tax. So you're talking about $200 million of a tax on the $400 million asset. Okay, so he's got left over, as everyone may be thinking, $200 million. Nah, nope. Now he's got the mortgage. Mortgage isn't tax deductible. Maybe the interest might be as a business expense, but not on a capital gain scenario. So he's got to pay back the mortgage that exists on it. Let's even say it's $100 million. Okay, so now he's got $100 million towards this $500 million um, 
verdict, this $500 million obligation to pay. But now he just lost 40 Wall Street, a 1.3 million square foot property. These golf courses, well, he already sold, as we know, uh, the uh, Yonkers property, the Trump links in um, Ferry Point. That was sold. That asset's not available for, for anything. Then you have other properties, commercial properties, like the parking lots that I talked about last week. You've got the commercial properties that he owns, like the Gucci store, the Gucci lease. Again, capital gains taxes on all of them. And rest assured, they're going to go through those transfers with a fine-tooth comb. Every dollar of recapture will come back not to mention, again, the capital gains tax, city, state, federal, the whole nine yards. He will ultimately lose all of these assets one by one by one in order to pay this $500 plus million uh, verdict. One it of the reasons – I love that analysis. One of the reasons I personally think that Donald Trump is not worth – $2 billion or more is because he has to go to Philadelphia to sell $399 clown shoes that are not even being manufactured. That to and, me and is set not, up a GoFundMe and go set and set up a GoFundMe account. That to me is not the indicia of somebody who's a billionaire, nor is the indicia of somebody a billionaire who has to grift off of their supporters in order to pay for uh, their wife's hair and makeup or pay for their own private jets. And don't get me wrong, I know Donald Trump is cheap, but those are not qualities of, of, of a billionaire or someone who has you know real liquid cash. But one thing I should address, though, because it is somewhat of, of an elephant in the room here, is that the SEC approved this merger between Trump Media and Digital World Acquisition Company, this, this SPAC, where Donald Trump has over 50% of an interest in Trump media. I Donald think it's Trump 79%, by the way. I think it's I think 79 million shares. You're right. um, you're and, right. and, and it's over 50% of the stock. But it, it's it's in that range. Let's just say it is, it is a lot. And based on the uh, current trading price of the stock between $45 and $50 a share, Donald Trump's valuation in the company or the, the money that Donald Trump has in the company based on the stock that he holds rather, you know, would be around, you know, $4 billion. So you might be saying, first mm -hmm. off, why would the SEC approve that? Um, Look, there's a number of disclaimers that are in this S-4 filing that talk about all of Donald Trump's bankruptcies. If you go through this S-4 filing, it basically says Donald Trump has bankrupted everything he touched. Buyer beware. And that's what the SEC's role is in their enforcement to make the earnings are there. But, um, you know, the thing that I see there is that retail investors, in my own opinion, are that they're the ones who are going to end up being screwed here. What should be noted is when a merger like this takes place, there's a six month lockup period. So Donald Trump, if he tries to get around the six month lockup period, there could be serious implications in him doing that. So he I'm not can't sure get that, that, to be honest with you, I'm not sure that he even could. Right? It's an it becomes illiquid. Um, you know, he has the he has the stock, he has it, but he cannot sell that. You cannot transfer those, and I don't believe anybody would even buy it. But the 
part about this whole thing that makes no sense to me is this truth social platform. They have no subscribers. They have limited number of people that are using that platform. They're not like Twitter or X, right? Yeah. That has what? A billion people on it or Facebook, a billions of people that are on it. Where does the $4 billion valuation even come from? There's no income that's there other than it has Donald Trump's name on it. I'm also not sure where the money came from in order to save it because that company is on life support financially. They were literally a week or two away from having to shut their, their operation down. They didn't have money to pay for their computer um, technicians in order to keep the site even up and running. Uh, they needed an infusion of like, what was it, $10 million that, like came, in from, yeah, that came in from some source uh, that, again, I don't know where that money source came from, but how do you have a $4 billion valuation here on a company that has no revenue and has what? Even if they have all their MAGAs, if every MAGA in the country is on that truth social platform, what is it? 30 million, 40 million, 50 no, million? No, 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 no. It, 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 they, they have 8 million subscribers on that and less people uh, post on truth social by significant amounts than who watch the Midas Touch network. I mean, the numbers are actually very, very low. The nine months ending in September of 2023, in terms of the revenue for that nine month period ending September 2023, was about $3.7 million, a $10 million operating loss. And so when you look at those numbers right there, when you come up with a $500 million to $2 billion valuation, it's usually, usually almost always, rooted in financials of a company that is some multiple of the kind of net profits or EBITDA or something. Is it trading at seven times, 10 times multiple, 15 times multiple? So the only reason I wanted to even go on this excursion to talk about the Trump media merger is Trump doesn't have access to that cash right away. In 2023, there was over like 25 SPACs that went bankrupt. And one of mm -hmm. the issues with SPACs was bringing companies public that were not ready for prime time. In my opinion, that's what we're seeing right here. So the reason I want to bring it up here is to kind of let you know that a lot of the reporting out there on this transaction is not talking about the six-month lockup period. They're not talking about that it's currently trading as like a meme stock and it's not connected in any way to actual you know, valuations of of like what the revenue is and what the what the multiples are times revenue. And so if you just look at it from a very simple perspective, my opinion is that this is a recipe for an absolute calamity here, especially towards retail investors. But Cohen, as Trump sees that money locked up while he needs to access cash, I think that there, there will be increasing focus there as he tries to figure out ways to unlock that 
screw over retail investors, and that is a recipe for a total mess. But that's once not that going thing, to Once say, that thing goes public, all all bets are off. It's no longer a SPAC, which is you know a special purpose um, acquisition company. That's more that's private. Once that thing goes public, you have your filings, you know, mm-hmm. your Q ones through Q four filings. Anything that's done there. Every dollar in, every dollar out has to be properly reported. SEC is not going to fuck around on this one. This is going to be one of the most reviewed reviewed um, IPOs that's going to be there. Now, how many times also, Ben, have we seen where an IPO comes out and because of some hype, and I'm not talking about just a Trump name hype because there really is no hype to that anymore. There's this massive hype on an IPO, and the stock shoots up to 100. Nobody's able to get out, and within 30 days, the fucking thing tanks. It's like down to $18, $20. And as you said, the retail investors, got, can't, they, get, they get fucking destroyed, right? Um, SPACs now, the rules that relate around SPACs are very different than like when I was practicing over at Nizer, and we had a couple of SPACs that we were working on, the cleaning of SPACs and so on. Um, very, very different sets of rules now. It's, it was the Wild West then. Today, it's much more regulated. And just well, because the-, the SEC gave them the right to go ahead and to work on the going public with that SPAC doesn't mean that they're going to get the authorization either. Yeah, so March 22nd, there is a shareholder vote. The shareholders are provided with the S-4 documentation. And when you go through the S-4, it was 600 pages, and I read all 600 pages of them. But I'll share with you page 132 right here. And this is what the SEC basically patrols, the disclaimers to the market. And they make sure that you have to, you know, share the risk factors of going public. And so here's what's in Trump Media and Digital World Acquisition Companies S4. A number of companies that were associated with Trump have filed for bankruptcy. There can be no assurances that Trump Media will also become bankrupt, will not also become bankrupt. Entities associated with Trump have filed for bankruptcy protection. The Trump Taj Mahal, which was built and owned by Trump, filed for Chapter 11 bankruptcy in 1991. The Trump Plaza, the Trump Castle, and the Plaza Hotel, all owned by Trump at the time, filed for Chapter 11 bankruptcy in 1992. THCR, which was founded by Trump in 1995, filed for Chapter 11 bankruptcy in 2004. Trump Entertainment Resorts, Inc., the new name given to Trump Hotels and Casinos after its 2004 bankruptcy, declared bankruptcy in 2009. While all of the foregoing were in different businesses than Trump Media, there can be no guarantee that Trump Media's performance will exceed the performance of those entities. Also, a number of companies that had license agreements with Trump have failed. There can be no assurances that Trump Media will not also fail. Trump Shuttle Inc., launched by Trump in 1989, 
defaulted on its loans in 1990 and ceased to exist by 1992. Trump University, founded by Trump in 2005, ceased operation in 2011 amid lawsuits and investigations regarding the company's business practices. Trump Vodka, a brand of vodka produced by Drinks America, under license from the Trump Organization, was introduced in 2005 and discontinued in 2011. Trump Mortgage LLC, a financial services company founded by Trump in 2006, ceased operations in 2007. GoTrump.com, a travel site founded by Trump in 2006, ceased operations in 2007. Trump Steaks, a brand of steak and other meats founded by Trump in 2007, discontinued sales two months after its launch. While all of these businesses were in different industries than Trump Media, there can be no guarantee that Trump Media's performance will exceed the performance of these entities right here. And Cohen, when you read that, and there's a lot more than that, but I'll just, for purposes of brevity, read you that. Donald Trump is someone his entire life who's engaged in scams, has failed, has grifted, has left others to carry the bag as Donald Trump makes the money and has moved on to the next one each and every time. That's you know what it also doesn't. You know what it doesn't also talk about. It doesn't talk about the various foundations that were closed down due to fraud. Um, I wonder if it's somewhere in one of the other uh, pages thereafter. But believe me when I tell you, I think there's more than just those. There was Trump Baja Mexico California, the real estate deal that closed down. There was also the uh, Trump. Uh, Soho property here in New York, uh, Trump Panama, I think, uh, lost its license name. So uh, with Trump Toronto, the hotel there. Uh, I mean, there's my God, it's the, the real question is they shouldn't talk about all the things that are no longer here. They should talk about the one or two that still even exist. It's easier. Oh, tell me about it. Let, let's let's go back to this verdict, though. That was just handed out by Justice Arthur Ngoron in the New York Attorney General civil fraud case. I want to share with all of our brigaders the reactions by various people. So first, I'm going to start with the reaction of Eric Trump right here when he went on Fox. Eric was in that verdict. He was hit with $4 million verdict. Don Jr. was hit with $4 million. Donald Trump was hit with the $355 million. I think Weisselberg and McConney won $1 million. I think, only, take, I think only Weisselberg got a million. McConney million. is just banned from ever doing... Uh, <laughs> banned, banned, banned from life. Here's Eric Trump's uh, response on Fox. Um, and look at the accountability he takes for the organization Wah. that he proposed. Play this clip. Wah. And as to Don and I, we every single witness testified we have nothing to do with this. They went in witness after witness. It's just not what they did in the company. It didn't matter this guy. You know, we were trophies on a wall for this guy, you know. I mean, so he's referring to the fact that he claims that he had nothing to do with the statement of financial conditions. He and Don Jr. were supposed to be the co-trustees, the leaders of the organization who signed off on the statement of financial conditions. Don Jr., by the way, did not even know that the Trump organization currently did not have a chief financial officer. And so these are the people who are signing off on these financials. Um, and as you just heard Eric say, I had nothing to do with this. That was his defense which, as Justice Arthur and Goran said in the ruling, has no credibility because, Eric, your signature is affixed to the statement of financial conditions. You signed off on them. 
I mean, that's the whole point here. One thing about Judge and Goron, and I and look, if I have any criticism with Judge and Goron, and the truth is I don't, but if I had any criticism at all, it would be that he was extremely lenient with Trump's counsel in stepping outside the four corners of the New York AG's complaint and allowing things like this to take place. I give him a lot of credit for his patience, right? A lot of other judges would not have. Um, that would be about the only criticism. His decision, 92 pages. I want people to think about that. The judge didn't just turn around, which he could have, and said, here's the amount that, you know, that I believe uh, do it in a one, two, three page decision, 92 pages. He literally went through witness by witness, including the fact that Donald Trump was not credible. Don Jr. was not credible. Ivanka was not credible. Eric Trump was not credible. Jeff McConney wasn't credible. Alan Weisselberg wasn't credible. And the witness that they paid, I think it was like 1.6 or $1.8 million to testify was not credible. This is He went through the entire analysis, including the documentation that he relied upon. It is an incredibly, incredibly thorough decision, much more thorough than I actually anticipated that was going to come out of the court. It was to the point it was almost unnecessarily over overbroad, but he did it. And I don't think that they're going to have a prayer shot in terms of overturning this. I don't think this thing even gets heard because, again, Judge Ngoron did such a bang-up job in terms of the complete analysis of the five-week trial. I'll tell you one thing he did today that – Again, I could not have been happier about Michael Cohen told the truth. That's what that's what he turned around and he said. And despite folks like Jeff Berman uh, over at uh, what do you call it um, CNN who are trying to sit there and say, well, he turned around and he said that you know you really were not credible. I was like, what the fuck are you talking about? His final line there was Michael Cohen told the truth. In fact, I can't see the document because it's a little small like everybody else's on it. But <laughs> one of the, in that last paragraph, Michael Cohen was an important witness on behalf of the plaintiff, right? Although hardly the linchpin, the defendants have attempted to portray him to be. They kept screaming, Michael Cohen, it's Michael Cohen, it's Michael Cohen. No, it's not. Judge Ngoron said he stopped the trial and he said, stop it. There is enough witnesses and enough documentation to fill this courtroom. And then he said his testimony was significantly compromised. This is where Berman tried to stick this, right? By his having pled guilty to perjury and by some um, seeming contradictions in what he said at trial. Now, what is he talking about there? He's talking about the arguments that I had in term with Alina Haba about whether or not I had lied to Judge Pauly, again, without taking into consideration what went on redirect, which is that the Southern District of New York gave me 48 hours from Friday 
at 4.30, 5.30 p.m. to Monday to come in and plead guilty, or they were filing an 80-page indictment against my wife. Salty, put that back up for a quick sec, because this is the important part right here. However, you know, carefully, you know, um, you know, Purse's testimony that although Donald Trump did not expressly direct him to reverse engineer financial statements, he ordered him to do so indirectly in his mob voice. And what are we talking about there? We're talking about something that I brought up a t- time and time and time again. It's the di- it's the difference between explicit and implicit. That's the fight that they're talking about. But no matter how, Berman from CNN or any of these other folks, Donald, Eric, Don Jr., Baba, any of them want to Chris Kyes or uh, Cliff Robert, that other loser, no matter what they want to say, you know who told the truth? I did. That's right. I did. And everything that I said, as even Judge Ngoron stated, was backed up by documentary evidence and corroborating testimony. So you can't beat that. And that's exactly how we know that you are credible, you know, and it's it's verify what someone is saying in their testimony. How do you verify it? Well, you go and you look at the financials, you look at the spreadsheets, you look at the emails that are being sent, you look at the checks that are being written, you look at the bank accounts that are that exist, and you look at the money going in and out. You look at the representations that are made to one group of people, whether it's the lenders and the representations that are made to the uh, taxing authorities or to the insurance companies. You can see that there are different sets of books. And then cross-reference it, but then cross-reference it to other testimony by other corroborating witnesses. Exactly. You can see appraisals, for example, that are given to Eric Trump saying certain properties are worth X, and then Eric Trump signing off on a valuation and a statement of financial condition that's five or six times that. You can see that Donald Trump executed a deed saying that Mar-a-Lago is a commercial property, that it is not a residential property, that he made that bargain when he entered into this deed to pay less property taxes. And then he's going to lenders and saying that Mar-a-Lago is valued at three, four hundred million dollars, certainly not the one point five billion dollars that he shouts about in the hallways, but nonetheless, very inflated. So we go through the facts and we go through the data and then you compare that to the testimony. And this case before Justice and Goron, the same way the Manhattan District Attorney case that's coming up on March 25th before Justice Mershon, these are document heavy cases. When Donald Trump posts no affair, horse face, stormy, never touched her, never did anything to her. I took one photo with her. She's a horse face and I know nothing about her. Guess what? A jury's going to see that message that you wrote. Then they're going to see the checks. They're going to see the bank accounts. They're going to get the testimony and it's going to corroborate exactly what the testimony is. Yeah. And again, I want to put that on everybody's radar that March you know, actually, 25th- I made a mistake. I made a mistake in the name. It's actually John Berman from CNN. Jeffrey Berman is the other motherfucker from the SDNY who allegedly recused himself, wrote that book where he acknowledges that he was in communication with Bill Barr uh, regarding the uh, charges that were being brought against me. And so despite the fact that he had 
recused himself. Jeffrey I want Berman, to share Tom Berman, some other reactions to the. I want to share with you some other reactions to the verdict. I then want to go show you what was happening in Philadelphia on Saturday morning, and then in Michigan on Saturday evening. Then let's talk about MAGA Mike Johnson rushing to Florida, shutting down the House of Representatives, trying to kill important pieces of legislation because Donald Trump has ordered his MAGA Republicans in the House of Representatives to cause chaos, to inflict pain on all of us because Trump wants to run on chaos and pain that he's inflicting. We'll talk about all of that and more. Let's take a quick break. Ben Micellis here. Did you know that your temperature at night can have one of the greatest impacts on your sleep quality? If you wake up too hot or too cold, I highly recommend you check out Miracle Made's bed sheets. Inspired by NASA, Miracle Made uses silver infused fabrics and makes temperature regulating bedding so you can sleep at the perfect temperature all night long. Using silver infused fabrics originally inspired by NASA, Miracle Made sheets are thermoregulating and designed to keep you at the perfect temperature all night long so you get better sleep every night. These sheets are infused with silver that prevent up to 99.7% of bacterial growth, leaving them to stay cleaner and fresh three times longer than other sheets. No more gross odors. And get this, Miracle Sheets are luxuriously comfortable without the high price tag of other luxury brands and feel as nice, if not nicer, than bed sheets used by some five-star hotels. Stop sleeping on bacteria. Bacteria can clog your pores, causing breakouts and acne. Sleep clean with Miracle. Go to trymiracle.com slash beat to try Miracle Made Sheets today. And whether you're buying them for yourself or as a gift for a loved one, if you order today, you can save over 40%. And if you use our promo BEAT at checkout, you'll get three free towels and save an extra 20%. Miracle is so confident in their product, it's backed by a 30-day money-back guarantee. So if you aren't 100% satisfied, you'll get a full refund. Upgrade your sleep with Miracle Made. Go to trymiracle.com slash beat and use the code BEAT to claim your free three-piece towel set and save over 40%. Again, that's trymiracle.com slash beat to treat yourself. Thank you, Miracle Made, for sponsoring this episode. Heart health and staying healthy, especially when you have family, friends, or loved ones that you want to be able to spend as much time with as possible. It's so, so important. February is Heart Health Month in the United States, and more, more than half the population would still benefit from blood pressure support. Trust me, I know all about blood pressure. Superbeats Heart Shoes are the number one doctor, pharmacist, and cardiologist recommended way to support healthy blood pressure. And they even promote heart-healthy energy without the stimulants. Paired with a healthy lifestyle, the antioxidants in Superbeats are clinically shown to be nearly two times more effective at promoting normal blood pressure than a healthy lifestyle alone. And with over 40,000, listen to that, 40,000 five-star reviews and counting, people are raving about Superbeat 
heart shoes. Stupor Beats heart shoes are absolutely delicious and are truly much better than any alternative supplements out there. I take my Super Beats heart shoes each and every morning, and it's really helped kickstart my day. After taking my Super Beats heart shoes, I feel like I have more energy and I'm ready to take on the day. Super Beats heart shoes support healthy circulation. So you not only get blood pressure support, you also get productive, heart-healthy energy without the crash. Support your heart health with Super Beat Heart Shoes. Get a free month supply of Super Beats Heart Shoes on all bundles and a free full-size bag of turmeric shoes that's valued at $25 with your order by going to BeatdownBeats.com. So get this exclusive offer only at BeatdownBeats.com. Welcome to Political Beatdown. We are back right here. I was showing you some of uh, Eric. I think, my, I think my Ed actually gave me a little, a little, uh, a little, uh, you know, excitement there too. I love Super Beats. And um, look, it's a great product. I like the passion in your ad reads right there you get the you get the me a little bit of a little bit of a softer touch you super beats oh. go buy the super beats those sheets are really soft but yeah all right where are we at now we are here with eric trump saying that uh that his daddy built the entire skyline of new york city play this clip to a city my father built the skyline of new york city and this is the thanks he gets and then no, here what he your father that. should have done is pinned his ears back when he was a kid. All right. That's what he should. You know, my father is the head and neck reconstructive cosmetic surgeon. And what my father would have done is pin those ears back a little bit because I'd like to grab them and slap them. I like to take those ears and smack them right into the side of a, of a wall. Your father did not build the skyline of New York. I mean, wake the fuck up, you idiot. All right. You when you say stupid things like that, all you're doing is corroborating all the things that I keep saying about you, that you are hands down the dumbest of the three by far. I mean, daddy did not build the skyline of New York. All right. I don't even know where you come up with that nonsense. Well, here he is saying that there's no better real estate company than uh, you guessed it. Play the clip. They wouldn't be doing this. This has never been tried in New York before. There's no better real estate company in the country than, than us. Really? How about Maclo? How about Solo? How about Zeckendorf? How about Helmsley? How about anybody else other than you? Even your pal Whitkoff, right, who's a big you know Trump supporter. Even his company is bigger and better than yours. I don't even understand. Again, when you talk stupid, right? And that's it's easy to talk stupid on Fox because they will never push back and ask you, tell me how you characterize that your company is bigger, the biggest in all of New York. What is your gross income direct? How about, you know, SL Green, another partner? Or how about Vornado? I mean, how about any of those companies publicly traded into the billions and billions of dollars? What is your income for the year? And see whether or not that that fares into the top 100. It does not. So, you're, so you're telling me that at real 
real estate companies, their chief financial officers are CPAs and know about generally accepting accounting principles? Are you telling me that their CEOs actually read the statements of financial conditions and make sure they're compliant with generally accepting accounting principles? Are you telling me that that there are other companies that actually follow the rules out there, Michael Cohen? Yeah, I think at least one or two. <laughs> Uh, but it, it's just a, such a ridiculous. It's such a ridiculous comment. Again, it's all the. It's all that they are. It's fake bluster. It's exactly what this campaign by Trump is all about. Fake bluster. Here's what I can do in 24 hours. I'm going to stop the war between Israel and Hamas. Yeah. Why don't you just? Why don't you enlighten us for a brief second and tell us? Mr. Five-Star General, who got tossed out of military school in third grade, why don't you tell us how you plan on doing that? Why don't you tell us how you plan on, in 24 hours, stopping uh, all immigration, all migration into the country um, in 24 hours? Why don't you tell us how you're going to, what else did he say in 24 hours? He was going to stop Russia and Ukraine, that war as well, in 24 hours. Why don't you just go back in time and tell us, what was your plan in terms of, let's see, balancing the federal budget in your first year of the presidency, bringing the deficit down to, yep, you guessed it, folks, zero, right? How did that pan out? What did you add? $7 trillion to the deficit? Right, more than any other president before you combined? Yeah. Why don't you tell us how that wall that you were building, the only person who made money off of that wall, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, was Steve Bannon, who opened up some sort of a fund and got people to donate to the Build the Wall Fund. Not a penny of it ended up going to a wall. The only thing it went to is his pocket. And then Donald Trump pardoned Steve Bannon, who's now under state prosecution in New York. But here's Donald. Oh, by the way, and Donald Trump, as you saw earlier in the show, was unable to run Trump steaks or Trump vodka and ran that into the ground. Trump bankrupted multiple casinos over and over again. And he claims that he. I'm so sorry. I, I, I can't lose this thought because when every time that you bring up Trump Entertainment Resorts, the casino company. I want our brigaders to stop for a second and think about it. The fuck could you possibly lose money when you are the house in a casino, right? I mean, not just one, there were three of them. How do you lose money as the casino? The odds are, are rigged in your favor, whether it's blackjack, roulette, craps, makes no difference on, on just the slot machine. I mean, the payout is what, 50, uh, it's uh, 47%, 48% versus 52% on the slot machines. How could you lose money? Only an idiot loses money in a casino. Most of the time you heard of a casino that went out of business because they're losing money. Yeah, maybe on an island like in the Bahamas where you get a card counter that comes in and they wipe you out, you know, for a day or two. But even they're still in business. Could you imagine this big genius can't even run a casino where the odds are in your favor? 
Well, and he kind of wiped out Atlantic City, caused so much devastation with contractors and construction workers. And he came in there with the same hype. We're going to make things better. This is going to be the biggest thing ever. And then ran it right into the ground. And, and similar to what we see now with the media, the media fawned over him at that time and said, this is the greatest. Watch this billionaire do all of these strong and powerful things. And then he ran it into the ground and very little accountability there. And Donald Trump and ended up suing everybody and uh, just a complete and utter mess. But here's Donald Trump saying the reason he was hit with this verdict by Justice Arthur and Goron was because he did a perfect job. Here, play this clip of Donald Trump. Been away, but we're not going to stand for it. So thank you very much. We will get back to work. Uh, it's a ridiculous award. This is a fine of $355 million for doing a perfect job for having. Yeah, and then let me show you what Alina Haba. Let me show you what Alina Can Haba is saying. Go back to hands. Here, Alina Haba has one word for the prosecutors. Alina Haba says that uh, she goes, "We will come hard." Here, play this clip of Alina Haba. There is a point, and I want to say something that I different than I normally do. We have the order now. I'm free to speak, and let me just say, as somebody who sat there in the trial, Sean, and I'm so happy you invited me on to say this. They will not get away with it. We will come at them, we will come hard, and we will literally fight until the truth comes out. There was nothing wrong. President Trump has done nothing wrong. All he has done is won a campaign, and that is scaring them because they know when he goes back in November 2024, he is going to clean house. And that is truly the problem. It's not about Marilago's worth. It's not worth 18 million. It's worth probably 1.5 billion at the least. It is not worth Trump Tower, 40 Wall Street. That's not what this is about, Sean. You know it and I know it. This Here's what I know. If Mar-a-Lago was valued at $1.5 billion, making it the most valuable uh, property perhaps in the entire world, which it is not, then Donald Trump would have been responsible for paying property taxes on a $1.5 billion property. Justice Arthur and Goron did not come up with the valuation. Donald Trump did in his separate set of books. Donald Trump devalued Mar-a-Lago to be under $27 million to pay less property taxes. And the way he did that was by entering into a deed that called Mar-a-Lago forever a commercial property that was to be used as a club. If it was a residential property, I don't dispute that the property is probably valued between two hundred and fifty to three hundred. No, no, no. If it was, if it was a, if it was a residential uh, zoning designation, it's worth more than two hundred uh, million by a lot. You know, uh, there's a um, hedge funder uh, right now down the road on South Ocean that bought something like nine uh, nine parcels on the water. Uh, and he's going to put up a, build, uh, a massive, massive home. And that's going to be the first billion dollar uh, home in, I think, the United States. Uh, it's Ken Griffin. Uh, you know, he built that. Mar-a-Lago is comparable in terms of size, even though it does not sit on the ocean. It's across the street, the ocean, but it is a valuable piece of property. Yeah. More so if it was a residential piece of property. But as you accurately stated, because here 
on Political Beatdown, on Midas Touch Network, on Mea Culpa Podcast. Nothing but the truth. No innuendo. Facts. That property is for today and will be forever a commercially zoned property. He gave it up many years ago so that he could collect money from a bunch of people in Palm Beach who were unable to get into some of the more exclusive clubs to create his own. That is what it is. So you can't look at this as a residential property. It is a commercial property. What is a commercial property worth? Regardless of how beautiful the views may be, what is a commercial property worth? It's worth based upon the income that's being derived. So hypothetically, Mar-a-Lago is, I think, the only property that makes money for the Trump Corporation of all of these um, social clubs, golf clubs, et cetera. They're, they're really like the only one that makes legitimate money. So let's say hypothetically it makes $15 million a year. Let's just say that. What's the value of that property? What is the multiple that somebody is willing to pay for that asset. Now, again, here's another problem that people aren't talking about. If that property ever got sold, if it ever sold, the current membership, including the members that have passed on, that the family's still waiting to get their bond money back, because once you give Trump the bond money, you never get it back. No matter how hard you try, it, there's always an exclusion in that agreement. The only time you get it back is if the property is going to get sold. All of those people have to get their money back anywhere from two hundred to three hundred and fifty thousand per bond. There's a, quite a few memberships there. You got to take that off the top too. So this nonsense by Haba Badaba Daba, this idiot, she has no idea what she's talking about. You know, but again, who's she talking to? She's talking to Sean Softball Hannity, right? Oh, whatever you say, Alina, right? As long as it's pro-Donald, as long as it's pro-Donald, say whatever you want on this show. We're going to give you access to our viewers with your stupid bullshit, with your lies, and we're going to continue to promote it because that's what our viewers want to hear. They want to hear, for whatever the reason may be, that this is an unjust, unfair decision by judging Goron because Donald Trump is leading in all the polls and he's going to be the next president and he's going to clean house. He's going to rewrite the Constitution. He's going to bring in SEAL Team 6 to go after his, you know, his um uh, his critics. He's going to execute uh, former Joint Chief of Staff General Mark Milley. He wants to execute a throw in Guantanamo Bay, the president of MSNBC. Come on, man. I mean, wake the fuck up already. Well, here's what Donald Trump is spending his time doing right now. Here's a here's the sneaker. Um, and this was one of my favorite posts right here by Mark Gee, who goes, um, well, that, that that's the photo of it. He goes, tried hooping in these, but all I could do was draw charges. I thought that was really funny. But that's that's the sneaker right there. They're, they look like knockoffs of the $17, you know, kind of gross looking gold shoe they kind of slap the American flag on, I think it's a desecration of the flag, the way it looks on the shoe and this 
weird gold shoe. Sh sh there, there it is right there. He's also uh, selling a, you know, a, a fragrance because if there's one thing we know about Donald Trump um, wanting to smell like him is clearly on the top of people's lists who are part of the magic I think cult. this one now is called Victory. What they did is they rebranded an old scent that he had going, which was called Success. Called I know that simply because for my birthday, when I was working there, Trump gave me a bottle of <laughs> of success <laughs> when he found that it was my birthday. He was like, yeah, this is for you. I was like, oh, man, I thought you one generous guy. That could have been a red flag right there, but I'll just leave it at uh, <laughs> I'll leave it at that. Let me show you right you know, here. Can I ask you a quick question because you yeah. brought it up on those ugly sneakers? Uh -huh. You know, I was thinking about that flag that's on there that has only five stars. What's and I don't know the reason, but the same way that that flag and it doesn't make sense because there's only um, you know five five stripes. Well, you know, three red, two white. It doesn't make any sense to me. They could have made the flag smaller and put the proper number. But the last time I saw a flag that looked like that with the five, um, you know, two on the outside, one in the center, it was an advertisement. This I thought was weird. It was an advertisement in 1860 for Abraham Lincoln. So I just thought the whole thing was really weird, though the Abraham Lincoln one had eight stripes. I don't understand where this design came from and what it symbolizes. I mean, to your point, you could just do a small flag with all of the stars and just make, make it a small patch. You don't have to like make it a five-star weird-looking uh, flag that looks like a, a, maybe a one-year-old druid. I mean, no offense to one-year-olds. But anyway, here's Donald Trump getting booed at SneakerCon and that's what it's called. I think the name is app there, Sneaker Con. And here's Donald Trump getting booed while trying to sell $399 pair of sneakers uh, Saturday morning. Play this clip. Wow. A lot of emotion. There's a lot of emotion in this room. Thank you. Thank you. So, so the really nice thing is we have lines, and I want to thank Chase, and I want to thank Alan. But we have lines going all around the block. They're going all around this block. They've never seen anything like this one. I just want to tell you, you know, I've wanted to do this for a long time. I have some incredible people that work with me. There you, uh, there, there you have it. I mean, again, you know, if you really search the internet for people who were posting, there's a whole group that's literally five rows deep from the metal fencing that they put up the stanchions between where Trump was standing in the and the crowd. And that would bother me too. I'm not there to see Donald Trump. I'm there to go find a pair of $75,000 Louis Vuitton sneakers, you know, Nike sneakers, you know, or to trade whatever I have. You know, I'm not there to be pushed to the side behind a stanchion because Trump is there hocking his fucking garbage. You know, they were screaming, fuck you, Donald. Then another one is Trump's a liar, and they just kept going on and on. You don't really hear it because it gets dr uh, drowned out. But the more he spoke, the more you hear the different chants coming from uh, this younger generation. And I'll tell you, that gives me a lot of hope. It really does. It gives me a lot of hope that Gen Z sees Donald Trump for exactly who and what he is.
Well, he certainly isn't presidential. I mean, that's like the most generous thing that I could say about him. You know, this behavior is, yes, it's dangerous. It really is. But it's also unhinged and very and very weird. And this type of behavior we would not accept in any type of organization, large corporation, medium-sized, small business, nonprofit, social club, fantasy football league, really you're going to invite an adjudicated rapist who defames his rape victim over and over again and who talks about cognitive exams and how he'd la rather be electrocuted than eaten by sharks over. Like You'd be like, get this guy the heck out of here. This is a massive liability, yet for the Republican Party, the incentive structure is to cheer for people like this. I'm not sure if we've got the photo of, you know, Matt Gates, for example, you know, with uh, a woman who's in the hands of investigators right here. He's currently under investigation by uh, the House Ethics Committee. This is the incentive structure of MAGA to get more power. You behave in these despicable ways, but compare it to President Biden as Trump is spending time, you know, uh, trying to sell $399 pair of, you know, sneakers that aren't even manufactured. This is what President Biden came out and talked to the press about today regarding Russia. Play this clip. Are you ready? Yes, sir. Well, I'm looking for, I'm looking at you. We're looking at you. Hey, whoa, 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 whoa. What I came to tell you was, I told you we'd be announcing sanctions on Russia. We'll have a major package announced on Friday. And I'll be happy to sit with you all while doing that, okay? Can you I got say something them. to you? You know what I would like to do, Ben? I would like for mm -hmm. us to put up on a merchandising store, Salty. I don't know if you if you have uh, the, the photo that, because what Donald really should be hawking is something that, you know, he uses something that is, um, relevant to him and his life. Salty, if you have that picture, I would really uh, just love to show it to our brigaders and get their thoughts on whether you think that this is something that... <laughs> oh, I kill myself, Ben. I really do. Salty, you got it? There you go. Trump diapers. Poop, there it is. What do you think, Ben? <laughs> I... I, I, I... I think that um, the photo speaks for itself is what uh, is <laughs> it speaks for itself right there. But I, I do want I do want to show you this. This was from CNN today. And what President Biden instructed his campaign st staff, though, is to look, you've really got to highlight how weird Donald Trump is. You got to You know, the media is not the media wants to both sides this. But here's, you know, what President Biden said, and here's how CNN reported it. Let's, let's play this clip. Yeah, Brianna, what we've learned is that President Biden himself personally instructed some of his top campaign aides to be even more aggressive in highlighting some of President Trump's uh, more inflammatory and wild comments. Uh, we are told that the thrust of the president's direction was to significantly ramp up the campaign's efforts to highlight the crazy shit that Trump says uh, in public. You know. Yeah, I mean, that's what you need to highlight. That's what we do here on Political Beatdown. That's what we do on the Midas Touch Network. We need to show the objective reality of what's taking place. Cohen, who are you going to give the two-finger salute to? My dogs want to know. Look, I, the, the answer, please tell the pups that the answer has to go to Eric Trump.
It has to go to Eric Trump, again, for being the stupidest of the three of them, for continuing instead of, look, he doesn't have the $4 million within which to pay. And it's not four. There's still the New York 9% statutory interest. And I think it's a couple of years that they're holding him accountable for this. So it's like 4.3, something like that. He just doesn't have it. And whatever money that they have, they spend on themselves. You know, they're now buying themselves, you know, houses. For the first time, they thought that they had some form of financial freedom from daddy. All right. But they don't. The only one that does is Ivanka. All right. And Jared, because of the unholy alliance with Saudi and Mohammed bin Salman and so on. And I don't know what this I don't know why we haven't investigated into that. But the answer is the two finger salute has to go to Eric Trump today. It really does. He is so fucking stupid that it's scary that his daddy built the skyline, that this is all, again, it's all on message. Stay on message. And I know that. That's what got me into trouble with the perjury charge, staying on Trump's message. Oh, my daddy built the, the skyline. You know, everything he did was perfect. You know, according to him. No, Eric, Fuck you. Be a man. Go get a real job on your own that doesn't include the Trump name. You can't because no one would fucking hire you. And not because your last name is Trump, but because you're unqualified to do anything other than to build a gaudy, tacky, you know, um, ballroom somewhere with the same fucking ugly carpet, the same colors, the same, you know, wall sconces, the same you know, fake chandeliers from Canal Street here. That's what, that's your capability. So know what you can do, know what you can't do, but you can't sit there and keep promoting lies and thinking just because you're saying it the same way that your daddy is saying it, that means that it's true. It's not. You're just making an asshole out of yourself. So fuck you for being an asshole. Well, you said it all right there. I want to remind everybody that after we do our political beatdown show, we host our after show at patreon.com slash political beatdown. We don't have outside investors here on the Midas Touch Network or on political beatdown. So the way we build up these shows are through those pro-democracy sponsors. By the way, if you look at the description below on the YouTube site and on the podcast, there are links there for all of our pro-democracy sponsors. Use our discount codes as well. Uh, Jordy, one of the uh, one of my brothers, he, of course, you know, Jordy, he vets these sponsors and I think does a good job with these discount codes. So shout out to Jordy right there. The other way we build this platform is through patreon.com slash political beatdown. And we have exclusive content that you could only see at patreon.com slash political beatdown. So check that out now. We will be doing an after show as soon as this show ends and want to remind everybody as well to subscribe to the mea culpa podcast the blue one when you search it wherever podcasts are available not the red one so just search mea culpa make sure you subscribe to mea culpa blue michael cohen's got great guests on it's a bit of a different format than here at political beatdown and it is a great show one of my favorite podcasts you know how good can i give you a little props there too not that i i want to do it but i'm going to do it anyway you know, 
something that people have to say, why, why is this program, why is Mea Culpa, Legal AF, the, my, my sales press, why are these shows so popular? Because again, it's all about the truth. Jordy, if you have it, I mean, talk about incredible coincidence. Three of the top 50 podcasts in all of, in all of America, in all of uh, North America, wherever it is that Apple podcast, this is top news podcast, 40, Legal AF, Midas Touch Network, Maya Culpa, then Midas Touch, all 40, 41, 42. And if you ever have a chance, check out top shows and you'll see why are these so popular? Because with us, you get the truth. You get the unvarnished. With me, you get it explicitly. But, you know, um, maybe not so eloquently, but definitely explicit. You get nothing, no no innuendo. It's all fact. It's all fact-based, and it's backed up by legitimate information, not opinion. And so, again, that's why I keep saying on every single show, make sure that you're fully, fully registered to vote in November. Let's, let's increase all of these shows. Let's make them top 20. All right, where, which is where they should be, right next to like the Joe Rogan experiment. That's where we need to be. And with your help, we can do it. We can pull it off. We're going to take this November election by a landslide again, collectively, thanks to all of you. And so for that, I say thank you from the bottom of my heart. You know, I saw the YouTube charts, Cohen, and Midas Touch Network was number two in the country of all YouTube channels across all genres above the nba and this was nba all-star weekend so more people tuning into the midas touch youtube channel than the nba youtube channel during all-star weekend that is cool and that is a testament to all of you brigaders out there all the members of the midas mighty thank you so much for sharing the show with others just let one person two people five people whatever just know about this network have them learn about this show let's keep on growing this pro-democracy pro-normalcy pro-compassion pro-empathy pro-america community together we're in this together we love you we'll see you next time time for the after show shout out to the brigaders and shout out to the midas mighty <laughs>